Welcome to the E6 Podcast. The E6 Podcast is a place for candid conversations from Colonial Church, where we will dive deeper into what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as Christ followers. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. This is episode number 22. 22. 22. My name is Brooke. I've got Lauren and Tanner here with me, and we're just going to have a conversation today. Zwei und Zwanzig. That's 22 in German. I really can't speak German. I don't know why you needed to say I that. I don't know what just happened. Like it's... Well, I can't speak Spanish. Did you just say, what did you say? Zwei und Zwanzig. Zwei und Zwanzig. Zwei und Zwanzig. That's what I said. That's great, Tanner. You did well. Spy and sun sick. <laughs> 22, rather. Right that's in Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's Oklahoma. Oklahoma no, German. 22. <laughs> wow. You're Yay, welcome, that is, Man. I, awesome. I bring the international flavor. That's you know? right. That's I can right. say yeah, a you? number. One, one number. <laughs> uh, how, how much German do you actually know? Uh, it is rough. Like anybody, I think, with language, I understand a lot more than I can say. So if somebody was talking to you in German, would they have to slow down? They would definitely have to slow down, and I would get, if I'm honest, I'd probably get a fourth of it. Okay. But uh, could you understand the concept of what they were saying? I think so. My but, Spanish used, but it would be, used to it be It would like just that. be humbling, because it's just not terrible. And I, I only, but see, I only, I was, I was there briefly. I only lived there for eight and a half years. Yeah. So only so. <laughs> I get I get Nora I get Nora one of our one of our team members I get Nora to talk to me in Spanish and send me text messages in Spanish. So when we're when we're like conversing about you know what's happening on the weekend or like on purpose people, you're like yeah, Spanish yeah. only. It's funny because yeah. I'm doing the same thing with her. Are you really? Mm. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm always like uh, I think I know what that means, but I need to run over here to my translate app real fast. I am sure. cheating a lot with my translate <laughs> app. I'm, I'm I'm texting my dad loves to rattle off German and I'm texting uh, Andre Langs one of our. Right. German colonial folks. I really like Andre, and uh, I don't don't tell him uh, that I said this anybody. But I'm I'm using that translate app a lot because it makes me sound That's like right. I know what I'm talking about. I really about. look like I know Spanish. That's but... a pretty cool app on the phone, though. Yeah, I can just rattle off whatever, and it's like, bloop, there it is. Right. Actual foreign language. Where was that in the 1980s when I needed it? <laughs> I think it was paperback. <laughs> yeah. It, literally, you carried around this tiny yes. little font six. Paperback of English to German, and where is the train station? <laughs> the cheese is old and moldy. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Uh, so I thought I'd give you an update um, on Kara Kay. Yes, please. My wife. So we had, I say we, I showed up, and the doctors did all the other things, but they had a, an operation on Monday last week when our podcast came out. And they uh, they did something to strengthen her vocal cords, and so she went from a whisper to sounding like she's hoarse. Um, not a horse. She sounds like she's hoarse. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying yep. that Just to make one. sure. She's not neighing. There's no, there's no whinnies. Uh, just, to, just to make sure. Although, if she was to laugh or something like that, I don't know, it might. Um, but, so she doesn't have a strong voice. It's there, so she is at least able to communicate a little bit, a little bit better. Is, um, is she do, and and it's even tell? better today, which is which is multiple days from earlier. Overall, than, is she encouraged by progress, or is she discouraged because she thought she'd be further along? You know, that's a great question. I didn't ask her that because 
that gets into feelings and you don't want to know the answer. Sometimes yeah. I dip into that, and sometimes and I'm like, I'm not sure. Sure. Okay, we want to know. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Sometimes I'm not sure she wants to share those feelings in the moment. Um, I think that yesterday, had you asked that question, yesterday being uh, Wednesday, because we're recording this super early, um, if you had asked her on Wednesday, she would have been super discouraged and. And then today, Thursday, I think if you had asked her today, she would feel much more encouraged because it's even better today. So I'm hoping that over the next couple of days, maybe even by the time this podcast comes around, that her voice is really like starting to come back. Um, I don't know that that means it's it's uh, permanent and we're beyond that, but at least that this operation that we just did um, was effective. So anyway, so that's that's about as all, all as far as we've gotten. They uh, we we tried to we tried to schedule an appointment for the to to get a little bit more answers as far as the cancer goes, and um, they said, yeah, well, we got we got some space in August, and I said, okay, well, let's imagine that you were just told um, you got you had cancer in your throat that we just took out. And you need to go see if it moved around or is anywhere else. And then you said, "So we'll see you in three months." That's terrifying. imagine with me. No. Can we be creative no. and find a better option? And they were like, "Well, let me see what we can do." So uh, I guess they got her, got her in the next next few weeks and and on the cancellation list and that kind of thing. So we still don't have any any answers on that. So you continue to pray for um, yeah some guidance and I'm glad open you doors and all that kind of stuff. I'm glad you shared an uh, update because yeah. uh, between the, her Facebook post, which I appreciated her candor and vulnerability yeah. and ask for prayers and and uh, you sharing about what's going on on the podcast. I've had several people ask me or tell me they're praying for Karen That's K cool. and I love that. That's part of this right. is this is not our national or international podcast. This is our <laughs> colonial church podcast <laughs> and right. we we try to be family too. So I'm yeah. I'm really glad you're keeping we, us updated. We broadcast that. for about uh, what's what's the range about 2 miles from our building. Well, mm-hmm. the interwebs <laughs> thanks to oh, Al Gore, the they go they go thanks to the to far stretches of the planet. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> listening, but... Uh, yeah, so Memorial Day is this weekend. Um, this podcast will actually come out on Memorial Day. Yes. Again, we are recording on Thursday. This is unique. Because we, of it. I don't know that we've, in our in our vast history of episode creating... Uh, There's been a lot. 22 weeks now. Like 370 I don't think something. we've done one this early. Have yeah. we? I don't believe no. so. Mm-mm. So a little no, bit different. I think, I think we, we did one on Saturday once, but... And not just that, but we... Uh, we can't even with with great confidence talk about our Sunday teaching, yeah, because it's not me. Because you're not doing it, you know. We'll let that cat out of the bag. Uh, it's actually someone who I think is even better than me, even better. That came out really wrong too. Way better than me. He is a, a dear friend of mine, <laughs> and so um, you, if you're listening to this now, you will have already discovered that Randy Larson will be our special guest right. this Sunday. He's a pastor. Uh, a good friend of mine from Colorado. He's actually from Minnesota. Minnesota uh, lived in San Antonio for I think about ten or eleven years, um, and then I got to know him in Denver. So he's coming down um, so I can be with my family this weekend with my daughter's graduation, and I'm really excited. He's already shared quite a bit with me about what he's going to be teaching from Matthew five and Sermon on the Mount, and continuing our series. So I trust when you're listening to this now, you will have really enjoyed. Randy, yesterday. That's right. Yeah. Or the next day, you know, a couple, days, a couple ago, days ago. If you're, you know, whenever you listen. If you were on the lake and not listening to the podcast on Monday. <laughs> we will be missing some folks this weekend. Three-day weekend. <laughs> I know there's people excited about that. I talked and to somebody yesterday. if you missed it, if you missed Land, uh, Ran, Randy Larson, Landy Larson. Landy Larson. <laughs> now Nick man. is going to call him Landy. Landy. <laughs> hey, Landy, what's up? Landy. 
It's like what was uh, what was his name? What was Barbara's name for for Lauren? Lonnie. 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 Yes, our yeah. our bookkeeper and awesome <laughs> co-worker at Colonial Church called me Lonnie for the first few months. I'm pretty sure that was an accident originally, and then it just uh, stuck. And then she just stuck with it. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, if you if you missed Randy this weekend, then you can always go back and and listen to that in the app, or watch it in the app, or on uh, on our website, or on YouTube, or on Facebook, or a million different places that you can see it. So that'd be good. So definitely do that. So back to Memorial Day. What do you guys What do you guys do for Memorial Day? What does that look like for you? I'm guessing Tanner's involves the water. <laughs> Something about a lake. Surely. For, Although that's a, a terrible time to be out on the water, isn't it? Like a, like a 4th of July holiday, Memorial yeah, Day it's, holiday. Yeah, it's awful. Because like, you can just, just walk over, across boat to boat to boat. Yes, it's overloaded. Everything's choppy. If and, it was just me and my wife, it wouldn't be that big a deal. But with kids, it's almost yeah. it's almost impossible. I mean, you have to find a, a lake that people don't necessarily want to go to. Well, I remember you telling me we were at Possum Kingdom <laughs> one time mm. looking at, what's the, what's the famous cliff there? Uh, Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate. And you were talking about July Fourth weekend yeah. and how this huge lake mm. can just be boat to boat to boat to boat. You can walk across. Yeah, you can't. That's insane. You can't drive through there. You can't drive your boat through there. You have to. Like you, you can probably just walk on the coolers filled with alcohol. Absolutely, on a lake like that on a holiday. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's, that's also one of the scary parts, right? That is the scary part. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't think any of you should have a cooler with you. That's right. <laughs> How many people so are what driving do you around? Do then? Like, yeah. um, I, I'm just totally talking myself out of believing it's on the water. It's not on the water. What do you do on Memorial Day week, weekend? Uh, normally, it's just we just cook out and yeah. hang out at home or something like that. We have like a little above ground pool uh, mm. that the kids. It's, it's perfect for our kids because they can both reach the bottom and mm-hmm. we don't have to worry so much about it. And oh, cool. It's not driven by you know whether you use a pool or not is not necessarily driven by how windy it is. <laughs> that is exactly what is driven by. Do you take the, take the boat out to the lake because it's too windy? windy. Especially around but, here, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if good weather... Good luck with that. If the weather holds up, we, we might find ourselves on the lake doing some fishing. Um, but sp- that's really for the weekend. But specifically on Monday, it's kind of cool because um, uh, we're doing some prayer stuff Monday night with some cool people here at the church. And we're actually going to be over at, our, at Pastor Jordan's house doing it. Oh, nice. So we're excited about that. So we're gonna do that, and it's my son's birthday on Sunday. Easton is gonna he turn six. He's gonna be four. Is he <laughs> wow, six? I was <laughs> off by two. Way off there. He's man. growing so fast. I. He's a little pipsqueak, dude. L is uh, five. L is five. She would be six. I just fast forwarded him right past her. No, please don't do that. Um, I'm having a hard enough time dealing with it as it is. Emerson's almost three, right? Oh gosh, oh, don't. Man. Yeah, so Easton Easton turns four on. Uh, he just moves on. I'm not even going to respond. I'm just going to tell my story. Now. Easton Shut turns up. four uh, on Sunday, and so we're doing like a really small couple of friends over to the house Sunday afternoon, and then we're gonna like go little do, people. Like you're having like your Easton. Small Easton over? has in, has invited his friends. <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah, yes. My gosh. Um, and Sorry, then, Tanner, and then, I'm, I'm just poking at you. Derailing me, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's better than you calling me fat. Um, uh, that's been weeks since I've called Weeks, at least weeks. All of Shelby's, um, and even that all was, was short friends. misunderstood. Mm, you know, it's fine. It's <laughs> just <laughs> fat. Mm? Um, yeah, so we're doing that. And then we have like a little get-together over at our in-laws Monday. So we're, we're just going to be birthday... Celebration this weekend. That's cool. What about you, Brooke? Do you guys uh, have any family I feel, traditions? I feel way less uh, get ready spiritual it's because spiritual. we're not meeting at the church with, with another pastor to pray 
No, they're at, they're at Pastor Jordan's house. Sorry, sorry, whatever. That's even more it's different. So that's fine. That's even less on my radar. Um, <laughs> we are uh, we we um, as this comes out, we will have dropped off two of our children at the grandparents' house in Oklahoma Aye. as they are going to a basketball camp. What? Having played basketball for like a month in their lives at the Y, so. You know they think they're basketball players. That is now, so. interesting. Which which kids? Uh, the oldest, Jesse and Zoe, are going nice. to basketball camp with their cousin up in uh, up in Oklahoma. And uh, so, actually, if the weather holds up and and allows it, I'm going to go golf with my brother in law. Sweet um, on the holiday on Monday. On Monday, yeah. Okay. Apparently, he knows the people and can get us in. And so I was like, that's cool. So we'll see. Very cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. He's kind of a quiet guy and. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to talk about for four hours while we're out on the golf course. Um, so we'll figure that out. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess normally we just kind of hang out. We don't really do a whole lot. You know, it's if I usually forget. I usually don't know. Most of the time, I don't remember if it's Memorial Day or Labor Day, and which one that is at what point of the year. And so it's like, oh, well, I didn't get hot dogs and hamburgers, so I got to go to the store, and then it's you nuts. And everybody and it's else. Cha- right, it's chaos, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. So it's like, well, I forgot, so I guess we're having sandwiches yep. and popsicles, and we're going to go. Mm-hmm. I will interrupt you and say some of the best grilled burgers I think I've had anywhere have been at your house. Like at you are, house. you are. Who's cooking? You. <laughs> oh, you are, who is cooking? You're a good griller. <laughs> wow. I just put stuff on the fire and hope it works out. You, yeah. you know what you're doing. Well, sometimes. They usually last. Uh, they usually last until I'm like, oh, okay, I can't take any more. It's time to eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess they're done. Yep. They I will tell you, bleeding, we, but they're done. I will tell you, we've got uh, without really trying to. I think it's it's because my wife is a school teacher, and obviously our kids are. My oldest is 17, so for the last 10, 12 years, school ends. My wife is done finally. My kids are done finally, and because we lived in Denver for so many years, for seven before we moved here. We would drive like right after church on Sunday. Um, we would typically drive back to Texas, and we would spend Memorial Day week day Memorial Day, and usually several days after that with my family. And so, without really thinking it through, it's just become that's what we do. Like we mm. always end up at my parents' house, and it's it's just this huge uh, emotional relief for. Everybody but me, <laughs> like because because my wife is a school teacher and because the kids are in school, it's like this just collective. Ah, we're done with everything, and, and then your job doesn't end. Well, but I and I usually take and... I, I I joke because I usually take time off, so right. it, it is it is a relief for me too. So, like for example, this weekend my oldest is graduating from Ryder High School on Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, we're just going to get up and drive to my parents' house a couple hours east of here. And my brother's coming up from Houston. My sister and her family will be there. And uh, we're just going to enjoy doing nothing. We talked about playing golf Monday. I would like to, but it's pretty tough to get well, a at least, tea time yeah, on right. a holiday. Well, at least you don't have that that Colorado to Texas drive. No. Two hours is way different yeah. than, than 12 and a half, 14. I always get, like, my kids just don't understand yet how exhausting that is yeah. not and they're like but we've just been sitting in the car and i'm like right but i've been checking three different mirrors repeatedly for the last <laughs> eight hours mm-hmm. 
trying to figure out where the next bathroom is because one of you has to pee again. I will, I will tell you, though. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll be the old guy, though. I will tell you, it, it's really soon your road trips are going to start getting a lot more fun. Like, I love our road trips with our kids getting bigger. It's just... They're, 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 they're still better the bickering. They, they're better than they used to be, for sure. But. Yeah. Good, good. I love road trips, man. I just... When we got to go somewhere, I just, like, dope the kids up. Just right. Here's some Benadryl and... They wake up when we get there. <laughs> Benadryl and melatonin. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. It's now noon. It's now noon. <laughs> uh, so this, not since we're coming, this this is releasing on Monday, and um, Tuesday is actually my six year anniversary at Colonial. Really, yeah. six years. That's so like six the day years. this releases will be my final day of five years at uh, at Colonial you, Church. Man. So who did and you look- anger to make you be here that long? <laughs> What did I do, God? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, six years in Wichita Falls. We actually moved in like uh, I think May. Yeah, in the middle of a monsoon. Oh, it was awful. That was a, a ton of fun. I mean, it was fun. That's what I meant. <laughs> right. It's like all the staff shows up at my house. Right. So we have this U-Haul backed up to our garage. And the construction of the house was stupid. I don't know what they were thinking, but there's no gutter over the house, uh, over the garage entrance. You just get, and it is it's a sheet. No, of we've ra- had we've it's had a sheet it's of been water. it's been five years prior to this that it's a drought and is not raining. We show right. up in town and it is just dumping uh-huh. down rain, and it's like and so every every piece of thing that we have coming out of the truck goes through the waterfall and then into the garage uh-huh. and the staff is slogging around in my oh, house yeah. and I'm like, hi guys, <laughs> yep. sorry. That's awesome. I didn't uh-huh. mean to. So six years. So that's good times. <laughs> Tanner Worship School just wrapped up. Tell me about that. How'd it go? Yeah, yeah. We just, uh, we finished out uh, last Monday, uh, finished out track one, Worship School. And so we've had, um, we had nine students complete um, track one. And, uh, man, it's been, it's been fun. Um, we only had really only three of our students are, um, musical. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so there's I would hope say for us, yes, hope for you. <laughs> uh, there's all, like all of our students enjoy music, appreciate music, but really only three of them, um, would like dive into like worship leading and being a musician and part of that stuff. Um, the rest of them are what I would call normal people, <laughs> just like <laughs> regular people who just want to understand worship better, want to be able to be more expressive in their in their worship. And so, uh, track one's all about character and identity, um, and so we. We just wrestled like with what what God might be saying to us, and um, who does He say that we are um, in that instance, and um, how do we need to go about kind of living our life because of that? And we talked about worship as a lifestyle rather than um, you know what has become the norm, especially in our Western culture. That worship is the songs that we do on the weekend. Um, and so we kind of broke down some of that. Um, our students, they've, uh, they've read two books, um, filled out study guides over each book. Um, they've written a call to worship. They have written a theology of worship paper. Uh, they've written a song. Um, and it's just been, they've done, we've, we've had a fasting silence and solitude retreat that we did. Um, we have expressed our worship through visual art. 
Um, they've done a lot of things, and it's been so fun to get to know to get to know these guys um, in different ways. Um, some of them have been around Colonial for a while. Some of them are new to Colonial. Um, and uh, it's just been really cool to see how God's like used the the stuff that we do in worship school to just transform lives. Like it's not we don't we're not doing anything spectacularly. Uh, it's just been fun to journey with these people, and so hopefully most of them come back for track two, um, which will kick off in August. And um, excited about that. That's all about community and discipleship. How to live out discipleship in the context of community. And That's how cool. worship and discipleship go hand in hand together. So, um, man, we're we're pumped up about it. Um, had a great turnout. Got to close out uh, track one with a house worship night, and just uh, the the students got to share their songs, and we got to sing and pray together, and it was just it was an amazing time. So I'll, we're we're excited about I'll it. I'll jump in there because uh, my two oldest kids and I got to crash your house worship night on Monday night. Um, out at the Marshans' house, There's mm. 20-something people there. Yeah. And uh, not only did I just enjoy the heck out of it, but mm. I felt like I got just a glimpse into what y'all have been doing over the course of the last 12 weeks. And I don't know how else to say it, except it's probably just not what most of like our listeners or anybody else you talk to think it is. It's just not. It's not. Worship school, we think, what in the world is that? Is that all music? Is that all church stage stuff like what what is that do we sit around listening to Caleb like what, <laughs> what is this and this may not be this just doesn't do it justice and you may not ever say it this way but I just perceive <laughs> what you're doing with these students and with your coaches and with your hospitality team and everything that you've put into place it's life on life discipleship and that is beautiful. Like it's not, you know, you had nine students and you have half dozen coaches and it's not this big formal institutional thing. It's, it's in living rooms and it's on retreat settings and it's, um, it's down to the core of dealing with your own junk and opening up the scriptures together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm just watching it going, this is, this is what, the Christian life's all about like call it worship school. This is the Christian life, you know? So I love it. I love what you're doing. I love that. I got to see a little bit of fruit. Um, those three worship songs that these students, most of whom are not musically inclined put together. I saw uh, Sherry Whitley last night Mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh my goodness! I love your song. It kind of freaked her out. She's Mm -hmm. like, what? Cause she wasn't there Monday night. I'm like, Oh, I got to hear James (laughs) share it and Elizabeth share it. And, uh, I was like, it was incredible. The lyrics, and I start quoting it, and I kind of freaked her out a little bit there too. You yeah. know, like I want to sing that with our whole church. Yeah. You know, it's just beautiful. And uh, got to watch my 15 year old daughter just be wowed, wowed by people's uh, just expression of what they believe, what they want to believe, um, who who Jesus is. Um, that's beautiful. I love what you're doing, man. Worship school at Colonial, I know, is still a very new thing. Um, I don't know what the future holds for what sure. the Lord's going to do, but um, I just I hope it just keeps moving with the traction you've got. Well, it's been really cool to watch the people that went through 
that went through it before. Yeah, last that year. That are yeah. coaches and things like that. That just watching Huge. them, uh, watching watching you know some of our own teammate team mm-hmm. members that are are jumping in and helping make it happen or coaching and yeah. uh, just watching their excitement about making that happen because it's another it's another night away from family and job and you know yeah. Netflix and whatever. <laughs> but uh, but to watch them be super excited about it. And and ready to dive in again is is really cool. But so, for somebody that's listening mm-hmm. and hearing us talk about worship school that just ended, yeah, and track one, and and you just mentioned track two, so we're assuming there's there's more, yeah, and you got to pass one to get to the other, right? So sure. Is it a pass fail thing? Like, uh, yeah, you, you can, made it. You, you made can, it. You completed your assignments. You and can therefore... be uninvited from worship oh, school. Nice. So so for somebody that's listening that hears this and they're like, okay, so. I would have assumed it was about music, but if it's if you're saying you don't have to be musical to do this, and it's just a great way to you know grow farther in my relationship with God, learn more about myself in community and discipleship, all these kinds of things, and so I, I don't want to miss out on that. How do I get involved in that? When is the next time that somebody could be involved in track one? Do you have a date? I know this is super early because yeah, yeah, yeah. you just wrapped it up. This is the yeah. way too early uh, rankings. You know, yeah, from, from yes, the previous yes, yes, year yeah. that, that you know, We're not that, quite ready to call it. When, when the, too early, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, when there's such a sports fan. I know it happens when the Super Bowl ends and <laughs> how's your recruiting going? Day, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is your recruiting well? Um, <laughs> so, how does somebody get involved, or how do they find out more information about it? When is the next time they yeah. they might be able to do this? Yeah. So, uh, first thing is uh, we are going to start. We're going to launch track two uh, in August. And we've kind of recognized that we, while we would love for people to have completed track one before they go into track two, um, we are not as large. We're not large enough of a team to facilitate a track one and a track two. And I don't want to wait. I don't want people who are interested in it now to have to wait an entire year to be able to jump into a rhythm of worship school. And so we are going to open it up to new students uh, as well as uh, current students uh, for track two. So I can um, I can clep out of of track one and just jump straight into track no, two. No, you can complete track two, but not complete track <laughs> one, which means you're not a graduate of worship school yet. I didn't graduate. I have to go back. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have one more semester um, before you get all your college credits, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so we're going to start in August. Uh, we don't have an exact date on in August yet. We're kind of waiting on um, some current students to, to figure out some schedules and things like that because uh, they're kind of our priority. Um, we've kicked around like the idea of doing a worship school interest, uh, hangout kind of thing where people who want to know more about worship school can kind of come up to the church on a night. We'll do some house worship and have some worship school students kind of share a testimony about like what worship schools meant to them, uh, and, and just see if we can generate some interest that way. Um, if you want to know more about it right now, the easiest thing to do is we have two social media platforms. We have an Instagram, uh, colonial worship school. Uh, and we also have a Facebook page, Colonial Worship School, and you can you can uh, go follow us on there. We've got several different posts, some videos we've been posted, and some pictures and some things of uh, worship school happening. Uh, you can also email uh, one of two emails, thodges at colonialchurch.com, or you can email worship at colonialchurch.com, and we can answer questions that you have about worship school. Um, Give you if you're interested in applying for worship school. There's an application process. We can get you the application page. You can fill out an application. We also have scholarship stuff available for people who can't afford um, the full tuition. Um, so tuition for worship school is three hundred dollars per semester. Um, that covers books and materials and things like that, and covers cost of meals. We actually feed everyone every time that they come and hang out with us. Um, 
And so uh, it covers that, covers the cost of uh, uh, like a retreat that we do and things like that. So um, it pays for a lot of things and allows us to do that. Everybody on our on our leadership team, volunteer time, this is not, this is not like paid positions for people. We're not covering costs for coaches who are helping you do some things and whatever. Um, it just goes back into, it's all, the money you give is for us to be able to allocate the resources you need to succeed in worship mm-hmm. school. And really our, our whole mission is we're building worshipers who make disciples. Um, we believe that worship and discipleship go hand in hand. Those two things were never created to be separate. Um, worship is a, is the intimate portion of becoming more like Christ. And so, um, when you have a discipleship plan mixed with a lifestyle of worship, then ultimately you become a disciple of Christ. And so we're trying to help people establish worship as a lifestyle and not an activity. And so um, trying to break down some barriers or even some false beliefs about what worship is and how to do worship and all that stuff. And so um, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I heard somebody recently say... Um that they were referring to what what you just said that that that, that worship is a a lifestyle it's something that we do rather than something we just or, or how do you say it something we attend that's not what you said but yeah uh, it's a lifestyle not an activity yeah, yeah yeah i heard somebody recently talking about church that that church used to be something that we did yeah and now it's something that we just go to and so that's that's a really cool focus mm-hmm. way to shift the focus around it's not just our check the box like we went on sunday right but this is like this is part of my life and how we how I spend my life and what I do with my life so it's really yeah. cool yeah yeah that's awesome well cool well um that's exciting yeah i'm i'm does each does each student get their own cool um worship school tumbler um to no. drink their coffee out of no but we are we we are looking <laughs> at some some uh because I see those merchandise I see those laying around. I like that about you, Tanner. You're all about the swag. That's we gotta have the swag, man. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta look cool while you're doing it, right? Did I use that word right? Uh, sure, we'll okay. go with it. We'll we'll let it. Slide. Yeah, no, all all of our coaches have like this. Uh, um, so you gotta be, you gotta graduate and then be a coach to get the stuff. Yeah, or you can pay for it, <laughs> or, you, or you can just buy it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so this weekend, which is coming up in a couple of days for us, and just happened for everyone listening, uh, we had Randy Larson, who is your your good buddy from... He's, he's a good friend. Apparently all over the United States. He's a good dude. The, the, he's a really good teacher, and I trust, uh, I trust that he's going to do a really good job this weekend. Uh, more importantly, the guy loves Jesus, and, and this is what I was, I was even thinking before we recorded our podcast, knowing we would talk about Randy for a minute. I don't know that I've seen anybody love his neighbors better mm. than Randy. Um, you know, we're all wired differently in our personalities. So some people just live next door to their neighbors and never want to talk to them. And and it's not even, I would dare say, it's not even that rude. It's just, a, it's a personality, kind of an introverted bent or a shy personality type or whatever. And so Randy's definitely a little bit on the gregarious side of things, as is his wife. But more importantly, they believe so strongly in the call of Jesus to not just go to church and not just be with Christians and not just lead the ministry of the church, but to love their neighbors right where they are, to love people that are in their sphere of influence and not just love them so they can get something out of them, so they can get friendship out of them or they can get... Maybe they come to church with them, or but but to serve them and 
really bless them and meet their needs. And I just got to watch that in Denver. Um, I got to hear him teach about it a few times and watch him actually live it out. And so that has almost nothing to do with what our people are, are going to get to see of Randy. But I, I do want to brag about his heart in that way. He's, he's one of those, you know, we've all got different friends that inspire us in different ways. I've got a couple friends that just make me want to be more generous. I've got a couple friends that make me want to hug more. <laughs> I've got that's a couple. Me, that's, that's me. That's right? definitely not you, Brooke. Oh, it's not me. Um, okay. No, um, I've just. We've all got people that inspire us in different ways, and Randy makes me want to love my neighbor better. Randy makes me want to park my car in the driveway or the garage and actually walk back out and talk to somebody for a few <laughs> minutes because Randy just does that really well, you know. Um, so we're, we're blessed to have him this weekend. He's taken a very difficult passage. Um, I knew that he was coming when I asked him. I, I knew this and I warned him. Uh, he loves the Sermon on the Mount. It's very challenging for him, just like it is for all of us. And um, I told him the dates and I told him ideally he would take this particular passage that deals with the issue of anger. How do we deal with our anger as followers of Jesus? How are, how are we distinctly different from the world in how we deal with anger? according to Jesus. And man, I, I've already read some of the stuff he's shared with me that he's going to be sharing this weekend. And it's, I trust it'll be really helpful. It'll be thought provoking. Um, so yeah, for sure. Well, as we, as we, you, you transition us here to the Sermon on the Mount and, and what Randy is going to have already talked about. Uh, <laughs> going to have already. That's right. I love that. It's the already and the not it's yet. The, it's as... the future past tense. Yes. And uh, but um, I thought I thought we could we could at least discuss some of the discussion questions that that we'll have already sent out <laughs> to everyone. I like that. You know, I don't think we talk about that much. We don't. Yeah. Um, I like the practice we have. I'd like to get some more feedback from our listeners too. We, we've got the practice. Our app pushes out a notification usually around lunchtime on Sundays right. after our services with you know three, four, six, eight open ended questions that we hope. Is it something you can talk about with your friends, your family, uh, your buddies, and and just dig a little deeper into the teaching. So that's a great place to go, even for a few minutes here. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a, I got a few of those questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle those off in a minute. But before we do, I have I have a, a special question that came in that I did not prepare you for. So um, this is a podcast submitted question. A podcast submitted oh, question that I want to I want to ask. Right. So it says, um, <coughs> what is the significance? behind the creepy guy from Poltergeist slash Jester graphic for the series. <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that. I know, I know. So say that right. again, the creepy guy. What, what's the significance behind the creepy guy from Poltergeist slash Jester <laughs> from the series graphic? Uh... <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Um, poltergeist, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it Tanner, was Poltergeist was a movie. <laughs> Thank you. In the <laughs> 1980s, I'm not gonna lie. When this came in, I had to Google it because it's really like, old. I don't know what we're talking. A about. A little girl in yeah. Poltergeist is creepy. <laughs> well, one is supposed to illustrate. Um, yeah, how do you illustrate wisdom in an image? I don't know. One's supposed to illustrate wisdom. One's supposed to illustrate like just foolishness. Well, because half the head is what's the is it a derby? What's the what's that? Yeah, the hot the hat the, the hat. It's like a it's not normal for us. These no, days. it's not. Yeah. It's like normal early twentieth century, thirties or forties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So half of it's like supposed to be this normal 
dude. And the and it's got to be in the in the form of a hat because that's just the nature of the image. And the other half is is a Joker. Like it's it's uh it's got the I guess it is kind of freaky. I didn't think about that. I just thought it. Well, when hat, you put yeah. the two together, it almost looks like a demogorgon kind of thing. What? <laughs> this is <laughs> going south. I know. We've really? Had, I've had some people go, "Why is there a, a demogorgon?" A demogorgon on the banner outside the church for yeah. about nine weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know. We just like to mix things up. A little bit. I think I think that between what it did to clowns and what Heath Ledger did to the Jokers, yep. and it's all gone south, man. It's You're welcome. South. Yeah. So there you go. So the idea the idea is wisdom versus foolishness. That's, wisdom versus foolishness. That's really so. So wisdom is the old creepy guy from Poltergeist. No, that's what we're. That's so, foolishness. Yeah. No, it's the other way around. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so then the question the, the the question goes on, and it says also, um, why E six for the podcast name? Somebody asked that. Yeah, that's what it says. It's about time somebody asked just, that question. I'm just reading it. Episode what? Twenty two. Episode twenty two. Episode twenty two. Um, do you want to comment on that, Tanner? Nope. Yeah, we talked about. <laughs> All right. We, we, we talked about names. We talked about names for uh, the podcast, and um, I don't know for some reason, like we couldn't quite come up with a name, and so E six just kind of st- stood out as like a really simple, quick uh, thing. So we just named it E six podcast. That's not even true. I'm just saying. I'm there you go. That's, you we're, that's, that's what not we're going true, with. guys. All right. So true. we have. So we have <laughs> some discussion questions, and uh, I. I uh, I like this. So the first the first discussion question is um, it says what small so we're talking about anger right so what small irritants make your blood boil like not putting caps on the toothpaste or oh. people driving slowly in the left lane so what are some small things that stick out to you as these things just drive <laughs> okay, me crazy. Okay, this is sad. You know how I instantly think of what makes my blood boil. This is sad. This is a, as a dad, <laughs> I think about what drives me crazy that uh-huh. I'm always yelling at my kids uh-huh. about is pillows on the floor. Like if they're the couch pillows right. that are thrown down on our wood floor, or even worse, like my bed pillow is all of a sudden on the floor next to the bed. <laughs> I just think it's disgusting because a we have dogs and b. You walk into public restrooms and walk into schools and and then you walk next to my bed and next to my couch and then you throw my pillow down there and then I put my head on there later. So I'm my poor kids and my wife. I'm sorry, Carrie. Like it's just constantly like, <laughs> oh, this pillow's on the floor again. And it's like I can't help myself because it's just so gross. It's disgusting. That's okay. A, that's that yeah. makes my that makes my blood boil a little yeah. bit. Yeah. How's that for that's good. Little, little. That's a little. That's thing. a little thing. Pillows on the floor. It's gross, man. I'm putting my face on the <laughs> bottom mean, of somebody's shoe. I mean, I shoe. get, it, I get it, and I have, I have done things like that too. But uh, I mean, I have awesome, totally appropriate things like yeah, that too. Yeah. But, <laughs> totally appropriate. I think I hear what you're saying. But that one, I don't know why that, that doesn't bother yeah, me. I'm yeah. like, I. It annoys I me because it I have to repeat that. Like, my it bothers my wife, and so I have to repeat that and say, guys. Pick up the stinking pillows. Like, well, why are the pillows on the floor again? That's the other so, half of it. Is just that repeating I, myself I hear myself is... for the thousandth time. That's got to be. <laughs> that's got to be frustrating for everybody else. <laughs> a small irritant. Yes. To me, uh, is don't say Brooke. please don't say Brooke. That's right. Please don't say. <laughs> You're not that small, Brooke. Uh-uh. That's true. Big irritant. Just a royal pain. A um, six-year irritant. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is. When my wife, I know I'm going to say oh, it. Oh no, Taylor, Uh-oh. don't do it. It's Uh-oh. fine. She's got a million for me. I'm I'm counting on it. <laughs> Shelby, uh, I'm so sorry. 
is when she will take the trash and put it on our front porch. Oh, my wife does okay. the same thing. I'm like, if you're going to go through the trouble to do that, <laughs> just go put why, it in why? the trash. Why is it outside the door? Ours is in the front porch. It's a side door, but I get it. Ours, it's is, like, ours is, gonna... is right inside the garage. <laughs> Not like, across the I garage to I'm where tripping the can over is. Your pile. Just right inside the garage. It's like, I'm just going to put it all around on the front porch, or sometimes oh. she'll even hang it on the doorknob. Makes it, what, what, I get, My kids do this sure. every once in a while, <laughs> and they take it out, and they they just put it next to the trash can. I'm like... It, dri- it drives me nuts. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, if if you if you're trying to signal me to take the trash out, just say, "Hey, the trash is full. Would you mind taking that out?" But to like me to show up at home, I'm, it's like when I'm not even gone. I'm not even home. I'm gone. <laughs> I'll come home and there's like a trash bag on my front porch. I'm like, it's five more steps. It's in the can. If you're gonna go through the trouble of doing that. Just like you halfway took it out. Just like finish the do job. It. Ugh. I get it. I hear you. Yeah. I'm with I hear you. you. So I, I asked my wife because I had the privilege of knowing that I was going to ask this question. So I texted my wife and said, okay, so what are, what are some small things that drive me crazy? And she said, my cooking. Oh. Ah. And I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's surely not your blood boil. Do I say that? That surely doesn't make not. my blood boil. But maybe the way, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to go into it. So. Although there was this one time that she she cooked like this like spaghetti casserole thing and she put yogurt in it. No, 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 it no, was, no, no. It was no. so gross. Did and you say yogurt in yeah, spaghetti? Yeah, it was oh it was nasty. Okay. It was something that she read online that some idiot was like, This is awesome. And it was not. It was not. Uh chords wrapped incorrectly. Tanner, uh, as a as a as a musician, this drives me insane. Wait, I didn't wait even a think about that. Wait a second. You can wrap chords incorrectly. Yeah, oh, oh absolutely. Oh, if you Lord. can take a chord, I can hold an end of a cord and throw the cord holding onto one side and it will go whoosh and land like flat, straight. It's if you not all, if if you wrap it the way if you're you wrap it to. correctly and you wrap it's don't it, you just like totally. wrap it around no, no, your no, elbow no. like really oh, tight? Lauren. That's, like, that's horrible. And then you can't get your arm yeah, okay, out. Okay, small, stuck. small irritant. I didn't think about this. Small irritant. My wife will. Um, it's always Shelby. Oh, Shelby. It's she. She will not wrap the vacuum cord up on the little <laughs> not you know on little, the, on the little hooks little hook things. Yeah. No, she'll just wrap it up real quick and hang it on the handle. <laughs> and then she'll get mad at me this. that this thing is all tangled up, and I'm like, well. <laughs> You won't wrap it up the way it's supposed to be wrapped. <laughs> okay. You know what? This is where I interject and say, we had a good run, guys. 22 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. This was our farewell episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, people walking in in the wrong door. like. Oh, you're not done. No, I'm, I mean, I got a list of things. I can keep going. All right. So um, the, the second question, anger is a God-given emotion that signals that something is wrong. In what ways has anger forced you to deal with something that needed to be corrected? In what ways has a God-given emotion of anger forced you to deal with something that needed to be corrected, something that's wrong? I I remember uh, in my 20s, man, this was formative. Uh, I was a youth pastor working with uh, middle school and high school students at the time, learning my way. My wife was teaching school. We didn't have kids yet. And looking back on it now, uh, the short version of the story is I was just gone all the time. I just, evenings, weekends, just, I loved what I was doing. I loved going into the world of students. And um, and it just finally, I think about three years in, my wife appropriately got really angry with me. Like, I think she realized I wasn't going to listen unless she expressed mm 
a level of anger that I had not seen in our young marriage. And, um, and my, my wife is not a cusser, um, or anything like that, but it was an appropriate moment where she let me know exactly how she felt, <laughs> if, if that makes any sense. And, uh, and it blew me away at how upset she was. Mm. And I needed that, I think, appropriate emotion from her for me to come, come to grips with. I had really poor boundaries. I think I learned from a couple mentors early on some poor habits of just being accessible to people all the time and always feeling like every crisis I had to respond to. And uh, that's the nature of working with families and kids. And, uh, and it, it was a necessary good thing. I, I, something needed to be corrected in the way I was working and living and, and loving my new wife, you know? So we, we laugh about it now. <laughs> we were not laughing then. It was, <laughs> it was rough. That, was, that's, that definitely comes to mind pretty quickly. Yeah. Ask Carrie when it was a Sunday afternoon about 4 o'clock and she was yelling at me and I said I had to go to the church, you know, to do the Lord's work. And she basically said, if you go out that door, mm. you know, I'm popping your tire. And guess what, what I did? <laughs> guess what I did? Because I was so mature and healthy. You walked out. You that door. walked out the door. I can't. Be- to this day, I'm like, I cannot believe <laughs> that I thought, I, well, I have to go. But no, mm. there's like 30 kids and a few moms with some cookies at the church, and I just had to go instead of love my wife, mm. you know. But it took her getting really ticked off at me to, I think, grow up a little bit in that area. So. Anger has its place. Yeah. It's rare. It's rare. I really believe that. It's rarely appropriate. But makes me think of makes me think of like, you know, major major protests throughout history that have, you know, brought along like societal change, things like that. But I I, I can think of similar situation to you where um as a as a as a husband working outside of the home and my wife working inside the home, um coming home and just wanting to relax and not paying attention to the things that she had that needed to get done around the house, taking care of kids or, or, or whatever. And, and maybe not coming to blows like, like it sounds like yours did, but, but having those very similar conversations where it's like, no, but I need you as my partner in this, mm. not, you know, and so it's very similar, very similar conversations that, that we've had that's taught me, all right, um, I am taking advantage of a situation that, mm. you know, that, that we're in and had to, had to be corrected. Mm. I have to take like a different take on this question. Go for because, it. Um, Is this where you throw Shelby under the bus for a change? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she, I'm just perfect, and she just doesn't get. I'm not. <laughs> Thank God, she's super gracious with me. Uh, I, <clears throat> I can't even hardly answer that question for myself as far as, um, where this God-given anger f- has pushed me to correct certain things, mm. uh, because I I struggle with like anger, um, like I, I. I think I have a lot of anger from uh, my childhood and um, like my later teen years and stuff. And um, so to even to answer that question, uh, it's almost foreign to me to go 
to think that like I could have had some moments even in my life where it was like a, a good anger, a healthy mm. unrest, you know, for something. Um, mostly I can point out ways similar to like what you're saying where, you know, my wife has been, God has used Shelby in so many ways to turn me into the man he wants me to be, to turn me into the leader he wants me to be, the father, the husband he wants me to be. And so most of the, most of the examples that I could even think of are really right along the same lines of what you're saying. Um, but in me, uh, even like, I just don't, um, I don't really have good examples of where, of where God gave me an anger that was good. That was good. Mm. Like, I think I manifested an anger that's not God given. Yeah. So even that, like to to answer, it's it's weird to me to think that sometimes he can give us, he can give us that that unrest, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that that something's not okay. This is not okay, and we need to fix this. Um, because I think it's so easy for us as human to just create that for ourselves. We get angry, and that's the way we're going to justify it, and. Um, S- so it's, 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 that's a hard question Yeah, when you really think about it. Yeah. Well, and, and Lauren, as you said, it just, you, you, Tanner, you made me, made me think of this, as you said, um, <clears throat> that it, it should be rare, um, you know, hopefully not stepping on, on Randy's toes since we're doing this days, days before we actually hear what he's saying. But, um, we've talked before, I think briefly at least about, the Jesus flipping the tables and oh, yeah, how, yeah. but, but I, I hear that so frequently as an example or an excuse for the Christian community, mm. if you will. It's and used, it's way misused. Right. And so, and so that, that becomes just the easy, well, Jesus got, Jesus got angry and he threw stuff, and he, and he threw stuff around. So, so how do we know when yeah. is it appropriate and how do we know it's actually a God given uh, a God-given anger that's I, that's welling uh, up inside of us, rather than something that that's just a great question. maybe picks our passions. I, I got money says Randy does touch on that this weekend. So, uh, and I I'm not worried about us contradicting him. I I think I think we land here. It's got to be rare. I forgot who I was reading. I've, I've read a lot of Dallas Willard uh, the last few weeks because of the Sermon on the Mount. I've read a lot of Martin Lloyd Jones. I've read a lot of John Stott. Um, they've been really helpful to me in my preparation to teach. So I can't remember who said this, but one of them was writing, I think it was one of these guys was writing that God clearly displays anger in the scriptures. In the form of Jesus, he did. Uh, throughout scripture in different places, he displays anger. But he's God. And in our sinfulness, I don't think we 99.9% of the time can be trusted to deal with our anger, to handle our anger well. And so just because God shows some anger, just because Jesus, God in the flesh, showed some anger in a moment, first of all, it was about the poor being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. by people in the church, you know? Mm. Um, Let's be clear about what that was. That's that's a unique thing that he got really upset about. But that's not a license for us to have this righteous anger that comes up two, three, five times a week, you know? It's got to be rare. I, I read this... Uh, in one of the commentaries I was looking at, and you know, we talk about uh, early in Matthew chapter five. It talks about how Jesus says that our righteousness has to be better than right. the religious leaders. We talked about last week. Our yeah. goodness has to be even better mm-hmm. than them. 
this is what this commentary says, says the righteousness expected of God's people is not only in avoiding murder, which is what Randy's talking about this week from, from the passage. It's not only in avoiding murder we're expected, but in eliminating anger from our relationships. That's how far Jesus takes the goodness he wants for us, the, the righteousness he wants in us. is not just don't kill anybody. It's a whole other level of anger needs to be just yanked from all your relationships. Mm. So I just think rare exception is the way to go. There, there is this righteous element of anger at injustice or anger at um, someone yeah, being, mean, being mistreated or things like that that should rile us up. But I just think, I just think in relationships, I just see in the scripture, it's got to be rare. It's got to be rare. To your point, Tanner, I love your humility in admitting, I think I got some of that still to deal with. And I, what I hear you saying is it's not good. Mm-hmm. I, you're not say, I don't hear you saying, you know, some of that's okay. No. I hear you saying, I, I need to come to grips with where that comes from, the wounds that made me feel yep. that way, and how that gets expressed probably in my marriage and my fathering and mm-hmm. my friendships. Mm-hmm. Most of that's not good, you right. know? I think, I think the overwhelming majority of the anger that my kids and my wife have witnessed from me, the overwhelming 99.9% of it is bad, not from the Lord. Yeah, right. Total overreaction. Stepping on toes, come back and later asking for forgiveness. And, yep. Yeah. Even when, even when some sort of being upset is justified, yeah. if you will, yes. it's still the ease of going over the top, and it's just like, I'm so friggin' yep. frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know I can even say things that are right. Right. But because I say them in anger yeah. or with a tone mm-hmm. that is so demeaning or condescending... It's not at all right. It's not effective it's, at all. It's not, it's not just not effective. It's wrong. Like, it's destructive. It's hurtful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if what I said was right. Right. I can always see that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the last question before we wrap up here. Um, Randy mentioned in the past that anger is like sushi. When you let it sit too long, it turns toxic and slimy and gross. Uh, in your life... How has unaddressed anger poisoned relationships, your peace of mind, and your ability to represent Jesus to a broken world? How in your life... I don't know if I like Randy. (laughs) (laughs) How in your life has unaddressed anger, like nasty sushi, poisoned your relationships, your peace of mind, and your ability to represent Jesus to a broken world? Man, I... um, First... uh, there is a spirit of unrest still, even with some unresolved anger that I have towards some people. Mm. And uh, do not have any peace of mind when it comes to that. Um, second, uh, I no longer have a relationship with some of those people due to unresolved sitting on anger. Um. And I think that that grieves the Lord's heart. And I don't know what to do about it. Mm. I look forward to hearing maybe next week after wrestling with this passage 
whether Randy addresses it head on or not. But I know this passage deals with if you are not right with your brother, it's very inconvenient and <laughs> doesn't feel good, but you need to yeah. get up right now and you need to go make it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd love to, I look forward to next week. I'm saying this across the interwebs, just hearing your convictions about that. You know, maybe it's just one specific example of you hearing the Lord give you some direction there. Yeah. You said, I don't know what to do about it. I'll, be, I'll bet you get some direction if you go there. Yeah. They suck, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go real quick. Um, it's not firsthand. It's more secondhand that I'm going to speak to, but it's, it's powerful. Um, I've got a dear friend. He's older. And I've watched this happen over the years. He is a godly man. He loves the Lord. He loves people really well. Um, he's one of my heroes, really. And his uh, daughter was really hurt by someone else. <laughs> and I can relate to this as a dad of four girls. Mm. Um, he just dealt with a ton of anger and hatred and, and admitted to me and I, I think to several others that he, he, he literally wanted to go kill the guy. Um, I don't think any of us thought he ever would, you know, but he, he, I think he genuinely thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is a guy that leader in church, nicest guy in town. You would never, it's the last guy you would think would do something like that. But, but when you hear, you know, that his daughter was hurt like that and I watched him really struggle with bitterness and it, I, I watched it just fester like a poison into all these other aspects of life that had nothing to do with that guy or that, those relationships. But it just it took over his life. And I think it took a few years, at least four or five, before, uh, unbeknownst to me, he really was humbled. I think it was God doing his thing in his life. And he went to this other man and looked him in the eye and said, I forgive you. And I can't, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. You know, I can't walk around with this anger and bitterness in my, in my life anymore. And I watched it change him in the other way. I watched him freed from that burden and hatred. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that up close and personal. Mm -hmm. I haven't experienced that kind of anger I hope I don't ever. Um, I hope, oh, hope nobody hurts my girls that might might do it, you know. But um, that's what came to mind when I hear that question is um, it poisoned relationships. It messed up his peace of mind. Uh, it certainly hindered his ability to love people around him in a way that he probably didn't even correlate at the time, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I think about I think about times that uh, something has gotten me really angry, certain situations or whatever that has taken me. You know, I just dwell on it. I just sit there and I think about it or whatever. And ultimately, actually writing things out and like I'm not a journaler. I don't do that. It's just not how I express myself. I've tried <laughs> at times, and uh, it's just not my thing. But. Um, but actually writing it out and getting to a place where it's like, yeah, cool, I can, I can delete that. I can get rid of that. It doesn't, mm. you know, it's not a, it's not a thing that that's still holding 
holding on to my life. But even even the end of the question, you know, uh, your your ability that hinders your ability to represent Jesus to a broken world. And I think about all the times that 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 we as Christians um, we we're not representing Christ. We're not representing Jesus to the broken world around us. We're looking just like everybody else, and people look at us and say. Well, I mean, look at that. It's not any different. You know, I'm still dealing with the same stuff. They're still dealing with the same stuff. And we're dealing with it in the same way. We're bottling it up. We're not dealing with it. We're, you know, passive aggressive or mm. aggressive and and we just, you know, and then I think that I think that's what what it does is it it hurts that um that testimony or that mm. uh that representation of what we are supposed to be no doubt. even in our failures no to doubt. the rest of the world. And we still Ugh. suck at it. And it just it grieves me so much that I I don't even know how accurate it is, but I, I fear that it's terribly accurate. I just I just think a lot of non Christians think we are angry people. Mm. I, I can't believe that. Like if you'd have told Christians a few decades ago that the world is gonna think your group is angry, they'd have been so confused. Like what? What are you talking about? Like we're the ones that started the hospitals, and we're the ones that are fighting for the the rights of the poor and the people of different color. And we're the, what do you what do you mean we're angry? You know, and I just think people think we're judgmental, hypocritical, anti homosexual. Well, that's what the that's what the surveys that's tell what us. The surveys that, tell that's us. not a leap. That's what the surveys tell us. And I think angry. I think I think the last couple of years, I think angry has got to just go up that list. Yeah. Um, maybe just because social media makes me think that way. I just think trolling and. I mean, to me, social media is just that's the um, the outward expression of what's actually going on in our head and our hearts. Yeah. We just now feel like it's un- unfiltered, and yeah, we have the right to do it. Well, I, I read somewhere that even like the, the whole phenomenon of road rage, you know, there's something about you would never say or, or make the gestures with your hands or do things that you do face to face to somebody that for some reason you put just a little bit of metal and glass between the two of you on the road and they're, you're flipping them off. You're, you're flashing mm-hmm. a gun, you're, you know, waving at them. And, um, I think social media just takes it to a whole nother level. You yeah. would never say some of these things to someone's face, yeah. But you, you uh, anger. I think anger's at, at the core of this. There's a mm. lot, and fear is behind that. I know. I know we're wrapping up, but that's the deeper thought. Is I think fear drives a lot of this anger for for a lot of my Christian friends. I I want to say this. This is I didn't think this through, but <laughs> um, I'll say I'll say it this simply. <clears throat> Our fear over love series that we did last year. Um, it's love over fear, just in case. Did Make I sure. say fear over love? Yeah, that is a Freudian slip. Just in case, we, we it is love over it. fear. Uh, <laughs> go back and listen to that. Not because you know that that's not those are not you know uniquely original thoughts from me. That's from mm-hmm. the scripture. Um, go back and listen to that. That applies. That was back in I think May. June, is that right, of 2020? I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. Um, but man, it's just, I think that is a message that I need to hear every other day is no, we are not, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of love and power and um, self-discipline. And 
we just operate out of fear, even Christians, even with the hope we have, even with the groundedness we have, the different worldview that we have, we operate out of fear and anger seeps in and we are not his people when we do that. I'm going to stop. I'm going to let Randy preach. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Last word. Anybody? Shelby, um, be gentle <laughs> with Tanner. <laughs> he loves you. He ta- You don't get to hear all the sappy stuff he says about you. We don't record that. Yeah, we don't record that. <laughs> it's not. It's not for, for some reason. The mic. The mic turns on and he just goes south, man. <laughs> as the as the guy with the record button. Uh, well, uh, I, I, w- I want to say this um, as we are recording prior to the message that this is going to come out following. Um, don't feel like you can't submit any of your questions dealing with. This topic, dealing with anger, dealing with what Randy talks about this weekend. I'd love to talk about that again next week. Yeah, we can totally come back to this if we need to. And so, so for sure, don't feel like just because we already talked about this and we've already recorded the podcast and we didn't include your questions that they're not worth it. So even if it's late in the week, we can always come back to it and and I love the questions we're getting. Yes, it's stimulating. Bring them, bring them on. Okay, let's pause the conversation. We'll wrap this sucker up and. uh, We'll pick it up next time. Um, Submit your questions, podcast at colonialchurch.com, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. For more information about Colonial, please visit colonialchurch.com or download our app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can send us your thoughts, your feedback, and questions to our email, podcast at colonialchurch.com. And please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll pick up the conversation again next week.